Welcome to the Let's Ditch Misophonia podcast. I'm your host, Brooklyn, and I suffered from misophonia for more than 20 years before finally eliminating it through unconscious reprogramming using modalities like neuro-linguistic programming, hypnotherapy, rapid resolution therapy, and more. The goal of this podcast is sharing how unconscious reprogramming can help you lessen trigger sounds, alleviate suffering, and create more joy in your life. You deserve to do the things you love with the people you love uninterrupted. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Let's Ditch Misophonia podcast. Today, I am going to be walking you through the the six steps on my Rewiring Misophonia Roadmap. This is the roadmap that I used for myself. Of course, I was my first client, right? And then after that, of course, I knew that I got results for myself, but I was like, okay, well, can I actually help other people with this method? And so working through one-on-one clients, we developed this roadmap, and it is now what I use for my group members as well. So I'm going to be walking through the overview of that roadmap. And before we dive into today's episode, there's two things that I want to share with you. First, I want to say thank you very much for everyone who is listening. As of recording this episode, we have passed over 400 downloads, which is pretty incredible because when I started this podcast, I'd hoped that it would reach the right people. Of course, I wouldn't be putting in the effort if I didn't think that it would eventually get some momentum. But I wasn't expecting that interest this early. And, you know, for a podcast where I where I really don't do a lot of marketing for it, it's really amazing to see that number. And so I hope that you're getting a lot of value out of these episodes. And I'm keeping track of which ones are listened to the most. So I know kind of which content you're enjoying when it comes to the podcast. But I just want to th- say thank you because it does take a lot of effort to sit down, record, edit it, put everything together, get it uploaded. Of course, paying for the platform to host the podcast, you know, it's a lot of work. So to know that that's getting to the people who need it is really cool. So thank you for listening. It also helps other people find it if you leave a review. So if you're able to do that after listening, I really appreciate it. I hope it's five stars, but I'll take your feedback as well. And second thing I want to say is I am super excited because I am officially launching the Rewire Misophonia webinar for a second time. This is my free pre-recorded webinar, and it pairs really nicely with this episode because I'm going to do an overview of the roadmap today, but the webinar actually goes even deeper and walks you through all six steps, and there's some free coaching incorporated in that webinar as well. And this week, this Friday, which is tomorrow as of me recording this, is the final call with my first group of the Rewire Misophonia at the Source group program, and I share some of their progress in that webinar as well. So if you're interested to see how they're doing, check out that webinar. Again, it's free and it's pre-recorded. So click the link in the show notes, you enter your email, you register, and then you'll get that link. You should get it pretty soon afterwards. After registering, you click it and you can watch the webinar. And it's pre-recorded, so if you need to break it up into a couple sittings, that's totally fine. But again, it's going to walk you through what we're talking about today. It's going to go even deeper, offer you a new perspective, and even some free coaching in there as well. So make sure you sign up. Even if you registered for the, the webinar the first time it came out, 
I encourage you to register again because there's going to be some new stuff in there and I think you're going to find even more value the second time around. So I'm really, really excited about that. So go check out the Rewire Misophonia webinar. Again, it's free. It's pre-recorded. You register and you'll get the link and it's going to go even deeper into what we talk about in today's episode. So with that being said, let's get started. So first things first, how did this roadmap come to be? When I was, like I said earlier, I was my first client. So I cleared up my misophonia for myself before I ever tried helping other people clear their own misophonia or create less suffering in their lives from it. And this roadmap wasn't something that I had an intention to create. What happened is that I applied all of the modalities and unconscious reprogramming that I'm certified in to help myself. I also, again, I rapid resolution therapy was a big part of that. So I also had sessions with RRT facilitators because while you can do a lot of this on yourself or you can do it by yourself, it really helps to have that connection and have another person walking you through it. So coaches need coaches too, right? Anyway, I'm getting off track. So I did all of that and got results for myself. And then I said, okay, looking back at my experience, what worked and what didn't? And so then I started, okay, you know, I know I got results for myself, but then I said, okay, I want to see if I can do this for other people. So then I started working with one-on-one clients and I started noticing the patterns and again, seeing what was useful for them, what wasn't as helpful. And through those experiences, developed this roadmap And this roadmap is now what guides the Rewire Misophonia at the Source group program. And it's what I use moving forward with all of my clients. So it really came to be through experience, through working with people. And I can now say that I'm really confident in this roadmap. And of course, we don't always have to go in steps one through six. Sometimes things might go out of order and that's totally okay because you can't no one's experience with misophonia is exactly the same. And so to say that this roadmap is going to be the same for every person and followed exactly one, two, three, four, five, six is just unrealistic, but it provides a good framework and it encompasses all the work that goes into rewiring the way that the mind processes trigger sounds. So I'm really excited to dive into this today. So let's get into the rewiring misophonia roadmap. We are going to start with stop number one, which is secondary gains. Now, I just said that you don't necessarily have to go in order, but I will say that this is a really, really important step because secondary gains, what does that mean? It's basically when there's something that you want, you consciously want it and you're going after it, but there's an unconscious benefit that you get by not doing that thing. So for example, smokers, they want to quit, but unconsciously there's some benefit that they get by not quitting. And so it becomes really difficult for them to stop smoking. So secondary gains, it's really important to clear these up because consciously we don't want to experience misophonia, right? No one is consciously going to choose to be frustrated, irritated, aggravated by these sounds. It's happening at the unconscious level. And so even if we don't realize it, because secondary gains can be pretty tricky, they can be hidden, we don't always realize them, or maybe we know they're there, but we're choosing to ignore them. Secondary gains, when it comes to willpower versus the unconscious mind, your unconscious is going to win almost every time. Those ingrained patterns and beliefs and processes, those are going to win out over your willpower. So clearing up those secondary gains first is really going to help you do the work that's coming afterwards. So that's why it's step number one on the roadmap is secondary gains. 
Number two is establishing new ways of thinking. One of my favorite things that I love to reiterate is that we do not have to accept what is just because it's what has been. So just because you've been told certain things or you've experienced certain things doesn't mean that those things are true or that those things have to continue. And so introducing a new way of thinking about misophonia is where I start with my clients because yes, it's my job to help you see and believe that transformation is possible. But if you're coming into it thinking like, I'm going to be stuck with this for the rest of my life. There's nothing I can do. I'm never going to get better. Things are always going to be this way. Then it's going to be pretty difficult to dive into the training and experiences that are going to help you transform. And so That's the next step is really establishing new ways, a new perspective. And again, I go into this even deeper in the webinar and I even provide you some coaching around seeing that new way of thinking. And then step number three is now going to be embracing new ways of thinking. So first, we're just going to kind of offer up a new way of thinking. And again, we're not saying this new way of thinking is the truth or is reality, I'm just suggesting that this new way of thinking might be useful for you and might be useful in the work that we do together to lessen your trigger sounds, alleviate suffering, all that good stuff, right? All the things that we want. So of course, the natural next step is then going to be actually embracing that new way of thinking. So first kind of seeing that new way of thinking, kind of just, you know, seeing it with an open mind and then really deciding, okay, as I move forward in this work, in this program, I'm going to really embrace this way of thinking that I that I believe will be more useful. Then we go into step number four, which is when we actually really go into the rewiring process in terms of how the unconscious mind is perceiving trigger sounds. So redefining danger, this is when we redefine the way that our minds are processing trigger sounds. So if you're experiencing misophonia, Your mind is working just fine. There's nothing wrong with you. Your mind is working, right? It's just that your mind has developed this pattern that isn't very useful. And there's some research that suggests that just about anyone could develop the pattern of misophonia if exposed to the, the right conditions, or I guess the wrong conditions, right? Because we don't want misophonia, but it's a pattern that's developed. And we know that your mind is working because the thing is, is that when you hear a trigger sound, your mind is thinking, oh my gosh, this thing is dangerous. And so that's why it's creating such strong reactions and emotions because it wants you to eliminate that threat. It wants you to take action. So all we need to do, right? Your mind is working fine. We just need to give mind the good news that sounds aren't actually dangerous. And once we do that, once we just clear up that misunderstanding, because that's all it is, it's just a a misread of data. Once we clear that up, then things get a lot easier. Once we tell mind, hey, that chip crunching isn't actually going to murder us, then it becomes easier to continue on the journey and to make this new understanding, this new reality really stick. So redefining danger That's going to be step number four. And of course, it helps first to establish or establish first to clear up those secondary gains, then really establish new ways of thinking, embrace those new ways of thinking. And then we really go into the rewiring process. And then step number five, now we start working on specific trigger sounds. 
So in step four, we're taking more of a general approach to helping mind understand what is really life or death and what is just something that exists. So for example, creepy guy in the alley, okay, that's probably a good realistic assessment of danger. We probably shouldn't go down the dark alley. A whistle though, that's probably not going to kill us. And so we're just in general terms, helping the mind understand what actually equals danger. And then we go into these specific triggers. And typically with my clients, I will start with the less harsh triggers and then we'll work our way up to some of the more severe ones. I will say this process gets to be fun. In fact, let me pull up really quickly. I wasn't planning on sharing this, but I want to pull it up. This is something that one of my current group members uh, messaged me recently in Telegram because there is a one-on-one element to the group program too. This is what they messaged me. They said, I think the lightness, playfulness of the approach your course has helped me develop is so helpful and reassuring. Such a contrast to the painful, heavy, stuck, trapped, scared, etc. feelings I associated with misophonia for so long. This message made me really, really happy because it is crucial for me as a coach to make sure that people enjoy the process and the program. We get to have fun. We get to laugh. We get to be creative. It doesn't have to be, even though we're working with specific triggers, it doesn't have to be uncomfortable or painful or anything like that. We get to have a lot of fun and I have laughed with all of my clients. So this process is really just reassuring to mind that these things aren't actually a threat that need to be, that we need to be made aware of. And we also go through the difference between being aware and being triggered and what that can mean for you. So this step gets to be a lot of fun, a lot of laughter. And then we come to the final step on the roadmap, which is releasing stuck emotions. I tell my clients this quite frequently. We can reprogram and rewire all day long. But if you have these emotions that you aren't processing and clearing up, they can stunt your growth and they can bring us back into old patterns. Because another thing that I'll talk about in the program is that our emotions are intended to generate some kind of action. So for example, if a lion is chasing after you, your body is going to tell you like, oh, I'm feeling fear, I'm experiencing fear because it wants to send strength to your legs so that you can run away and survive this lion chasing after you. So that that emotion of fear is getting you to act and the action is running away. Same thing with the sound. Mind hears a whistle, it's creating fear or anger, disgust, whatever it is to get you to eliminate the threat. And so if we aren't clearing up these emotions that we've probably been bottling for quite some time, that's pretty typical of people who experience misophonia, it may be because we don't want people to know our secret. It might be because if we explode or we show rage, we're going to get made fun of or we're going to look, be looked down upon or whatever it is, right? There's a lot of things that, that go into a, the experience of misophonia. But if we aren't processing these emotions then they can lead us back into these old patterns. And we really want this rewiring and this programming to stick. We want it to become our new reality. And so this is actually in my group program. It's the module that I call cleaning up the leftovers because it's making sure we're really like just cleaning up anything that's left over, washing it out, planting that new seed. 
to grow something that's really, really useful. And again, processing these emotions doesn't have to be really heavy. It doesn't have to be uncomfortable or painful or take years and years and years like some people will have you believe. One of my favorite techniques to use for this is EFT, Emotional Freedom Technique, also known as tapping. If you want to learn more about that, the episode I released last week, it's a live tapping session, and I also have tutorials over on my Instagram at Brooklyn Dish, so you can go check that out. I think tapping is a really amazing and virtually painful way to process these emotions. Now, when you're doing EFT, you might, of course, you're going to have some emotions bubble up. Like in, in one of my sessions recently, I had someone get a little bit teary, but it's not like they were bawling or super depressed or reliving all these memories. It's just that they were allowing these emotions to actually flow through and out of them. So you don't have to be in therapy for, you know, two, three, four months to process these things. EFT can be a really quick way to do it. And when I say quick, I mean like 15, 20, 25 minutes. It can go pretty quickly. And the more you practice EFT, the more effective it gets. And so that's what we're doing is we're really clearing up any of those stuck emotions that are no longer serving us. We're clearing them up. There's other techniques we use as well. And that creates room for more of these amazing things that we do want to experience, like gratitude, joy, happiness, peace, feeling at ease, feeling calm. And so together, walking through these six steps, and again, we may not always do them in this order, right? So maybe I have a client who comes to me and they're experiencing some really, really heavy emotions, and these emotions are preventing them from even even entertaining the idea of a new way of thinking. I'm probably going to help them clear up some of those emotions first, and then we'll go back to the beginning of the roadmap. So that's just an example of how you may not always go from step one to six in a linear fashion. Healing is not a linear journey, right? We have days where we're feeling really good, then it might plateau. Maybe we go down a little bit, we come back up. All of that is honored when I'm working with my clients. But having this roadmap, steps one through six, gives you an idea of what's involved in the process of lessening trigger sounds, alleviating suffering through unconscious reprogramming and how it doesn't have to be super heavy, super daunting, uncomfortable, painful. It can be fun and exciting. And it's my job as the coach to create momentum in you, to get you excited about what you're doing. If you show up for a group session or in one-on-one and you're not motivated or you're not excited, it's my job to shift that in you so that you are excited and engaged in the work and you're seeing the progress. And I definitely don't take that responsibility lightly. It's something I'm very committed to and I want to keep that keep that commitment to my students, to my clients, because that's my job as a coach. And so having this roadmap, it really helps guide the work that we do together. And again, just helps you see everything that goes into this process of reprogramming. And I know there are probably some modalities that I talk about and you may think, oh, well, I've already tried that and it doesn't work. For example, maybe you've done tapping and you're like, oh, that doesn't work for me. Or maybe I talk about hypnotherapy or rapid resolution. Well, if you tried rapid resolution therapy, you probably loved it because RRT is amazing. But some of the other modalities that I know have been applied more frequently to misophonia, things like hypnotherapy, NLP, EFT, if you're hearing those things and you're like, yeah, 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 I've already tried that, it didn't work it's unlikely that you've experienced them in this specific format. The way that I apply them and use them is very unique 
and specific to misophonia, the way that we integrate them. Again, it gets to be fun, encouraging, engaging, uplifting. And again, I'm taking on that responsibility as your coach to help you get results. So if something isn't clicking, if something isn't working, I'm not going to blame you for that. I'm going to say, okay, let's pivot. Let's try something new. And so even if you've tried these modalities, it's unlikely that they've been applied in this way. And I also talk, I, I'm pretty sure I touch on that in the, in the free webinar, but I definitely go into the different modalities that we use. So I encourage you again, go to the show notes, register for the free Rewire Misophonia at the Source webinar. It's pre-recorded, so you just register and you'll get instant access to it. By instant, I mean it'll send you an email with a link. You click on it and then you can watch it. It's almost instantaneous, right? So go sign up for that. If you're worried about your email address or anything like that, you can always unsubscribe right after you get the email. It's totally up to you. The webinar itself, though, is totally free. I hope you get a lot of value out of it. I'm excited to launch it for a second time. And I appreciate you being here for another episode of the podcast. I hope you've enjoyed kind of walking through this roadmap with me. Again, I go even deeper in the webinar. I offer some free coaching and it's going to be a great time. So make sure you register and thank you again for being here. Make sure to leave a review, whatever else you're supposed to do with podcasts. Go check me out over on Instagram. Send me a message, say hello, and I will catch you in the next episode.